the inaugural episode. Inaugural. Inaug- inaugural. Eggnaugural episode of... I guess it's not the inaugural because we already it's had It's actually one. the second. Yeah. The penultimate inaugural. Post-penultimate inaugural. <laughs> there it is. Welcome everybody to the new show. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Jason Evans and uh, with me is Kyler Clapp. Kyle Lee is pointing his finger guns. Oh yeah, we can't probably do finger pew, pew, guns pew. anymore, right? It's probably inappropriate. It's yeah. been appropriate. The, inappropriate. These are shooting love arrows. <laughs> love arrows at yeah. you, right at you. Yes. Um, we got producer Chris off in the distance behind Kyle. Bow. Kyle can never Hello. see him. How's it going, Chris? It's going great. Is he on imp- Chris's input four? He is. <laughs> I was looking for him up there. I was like, we actually, <laughs> yesterday, Chris and I were up here re- rearranging the uh, camera angles, and I was like, we just need about four more cameras, and then I think we can have a good good video studio. Ultra HD close-ups. Like, yeah. Whenever all the news channels switched to HD, and they had to get rid of all their old people because it, <laughs> because was, it was an HD. Horrible. Well, Family yeah. Guy did a bit with it, like... Hey, honey, they switched to HD and it shows the lady and she looks like a zombie, like death. <laughs> my my favorite, my all-time favorite switch to HD uh, show was uh, 30 Rock. And they had the whole scene where they upgraded the studio cameras to HD. And whenever uh, uh, Alec Baldwin, Jack, walks in front of the camera, it switches and it becomes Rob Lowe. And he's like young and skinny and his hair is all perfect. And he walks past. And then Tina Fey walks past and she becomes this old crinkly like yeah. Muppet <laughs> character. <laughs> and then uh, Jack McBrayer walks past and then he's a full on Muppet. Um, but it's great. That's my favorite all time, like HD. 30 Rock story. so great. good. Yeah, 30 Rock was great. This episode is brought to you by Peacock. By Peacock, the free streaming platform for all your NBC needs. Free forever, pay for more. That's right. <laughs> free, free forever, pay for more. I think that's the motto of like just the future of life, isn't it? It's like you can either live you know for free. what they free. say about life. It's heavy, but it just won't, won't stop. Won't stop life. <laughs> that's nice. So it's a way to throw in yes. your, your My wife got me this JMM hoodie for Christmas. Hoodie. It's a yes. good hoodie. I love yeah, it. It says so, uh, it's a John Mark McMillan juggernaut. You don't see many just straight brown yeah. hoodies. That's, that's true. good. We need to take. Yeah, we need to steal John Bark McMillan's art well, direction. I didn't. Is that why you were? Well, <laughs> well, Kyler, how are you going? How how are things going? I'm fine. It's a new year. New year. I've been one day vegan. <laughs> Success so <laughs> and far. And 364 more to go. That's right. New year, That's new right. strain. New, yeah. new name, same strain. Yeah, the strain, the 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 new strain that's more infective. I was talking about uh, our podcast. Oh, new okay. name, same strain. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the. It's been found in America now, so that's always what good. has the the, the new, new strain, new virus Corona. strain that's more transmittable. It's not necessarily more deadly or anything, but just you can. Well, I still won't get it. Faster. Not only not. is it coronavirus now, but inside of it is 
murder hornets. <laughs> you cut the little spike ball in half and murder hornets come Ooh, out everywhere. Wow. Uh, that's, that's impressive. Because I just watched an episode of The Blacklist because I'm trying to finish that one. Ugh. And one of the murderers, he like puts a bug inside the people and then they like cry. Oh, it's bad. That's what that I mean. show is bad. Yeah, it really is. After, we about, about. <laughs> after watching about four seasons, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. Four seasons? <laughs> it took me one episode. That's what I, told I wish they would have killed Elizabeth off like day one. Day one? But she's a main and then character. Kept, and then kept Tom. Tom was the Tom's best. the best. They couldn't keep him a bad guy because of how much everyone loved him. Right. Yeah. They're like, he's bad. No, he's not. He's, he's bad. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a spy. No, he's not. I couldn't make it one episode, so the train derailment sequence was all I needed, and I'm like, oh. nope, I'm out. Did they do an all animated episode during? No, they they advertised it like it was all animated, like almost like the graphic, like novel looking, mm-hmm. like during coronavirus, like they had just done like uh, voiceovers. Uh, they might have on a new season, but I haven't seen one. Oh, you're still back on season. I'm s- halfway through the end of six, and I'm just trying to finish it, just to finish the series. Hmm. Season, whatever. Well, how about that? So that's, that's our your new year. Take. New year, new you. What about you, Kyle? Oh, well, I would be reading my new book that I should have gotten from my parents, but we haven't had that. <laughs> get to have Christmas there you still yet. haven't got to have Christmas. Uh-huh. So. Is your dad doing okay? He's doing better, but... He's in the hospital, so. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but he's he's on he's on the mend, hopefully. But I'm sorry to hear that. We'll see. Your you mom, know, it's a fake virus, right? so I don't know what he's whining about. Like, <laughs> don't even know why he's in there. Yeah, that's not even real. <laughs> wow. So. Well, that's terrible. No, yeah, they're they're doing fine. I think he they moved him to a floor, like a different floor, so that they they told my mom they moved him there because. Uh, to make space for like more serious, mm-hmm. and so that's good news. That's, at least. That yeah, that's good. a good sign, right? So. Chris, what about you? One weekend, well, a few days in, I guess. You're married yeah. now, right, Chris? That's what yeah, it means. Didn't you get married on January first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got engaged on December first and got married December third. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I just jumped right to it. I was gonna say, like, yeah. if once it becomes the year that you are getting married, you're married. You're married. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you might as well. You just tell people you're married now. Yep. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad everyone's doing all right so far in the new year. Glad it's not a train wreck or anything just not yet. yet. So, <laughs> so, you know, you add that one to uh, the end of the year and, you know, everything's better, I think. It's, uh, it goes from 2020. Yeah. I love New Year's. My like, room- mm. My roommates are telling me about TikToks and having to do with 2021 and people are like, 2020 is turning 21. Mm. Clever things like that. Yeah, that doesn't that give me a clever. lot of hope, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because anytime I, I hear anyone talk about TikTok, 21, it yeah. usually ends up in a train wreck. Well, right, right. <laughs> Just TikTok in general. Yeah, I see. I've never, I've only seen what people have like shown me. Just haven't been involved. They're speaking of TikTok. So I don't know if you guys know, you don't know anything about TikTok. No. Nothing. I mean, other than I downloaded <clears throat> the app and like was on it for like two seconds, and that's all you need. Was to incredibly know. like felt way dumber, and I was like, I'm gonna delete this mm-hmm. before China reaches through my phone and right. strangles me. Well, they have basically the celebrities of TikTok, which they call the hype house. So all these young kids took all their TikTok money, bought a mansion, and they live there. And their job yeah. is a literally in to Atlanta? record. Yeah, yeah it's the dumbest this. thing. And so I saw their merch in Target. 
they have merch, so dumb. But one of the girls who's like associated with the TikTok people, they're doing a remake of She's All That, except it's flipped and it's called He's All That. Mm -hmm. And I she's saw that. it's a, the, the main actress is a TikTok star. Homegirl's never acted a day in her life. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I read an article. The article was about how Atlanta is the next like tech hotbed. Hot Atlanta. Really? Yeah. Well, oh. because, you know, first, the, because of all the tax breaks, the movie industry moved there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they, yeah. they show Most of the Avengers were shows. shut there. Yeah, yeah. And so... All like, of Ty Tyler Perry's kingdom yeah. is there. And and so, like, it, it had already become kind of that hub. Well, now, because of these influencers, these social media influencers, they're all moving to Atlanta for some reason. And um, so there's, like, three or four of these houses in Atlanta with mm -hmm. all these influencers, like YouTubers or TikTok people and... Yeah, like it's just a. I just think, wow, what a Gen Z thing, <laughs> and B, it like is. I'm just like, that's. I hope they're smart with their money. That's they're not. not that's they how I know be. I'm old. It's how are you going like, to be oh, smart with I, it whenever it's like when you haven't even completed algebra two, and when yeah. it's an inf there's an infinite <laughs> amount of it. These yeah. kids are making so much money, yeah. like. Well, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the stuff they're posting in like their whatever designer clothes, people are just giving to them. Mm -hmm. But they also are going to get in so much tax trouble. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't even know how to do taxes yeah. yet. Yeah. Because neither do opened, I. We opened a new bank account and one of the questions was, are, does the IRS have any withholding, you know, information? Like, uh, no, uh, but there are plenty of people who I'm sure that. They have to answer yes to. I don't even know what that means. I'm so... Well, it means like that they garnish your wages oh, for no, any yeah. reason. Because, maybe. Because you haven't paid your taxes. That'll be the case for me maybe someday. Could be yeah. me right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not well, me. It's I not my on. fault. It's not my fault. This episode is brought to you by TaxAct.com, <laughs> where I've been doing my taxes successfully for 10 years, <laughs> and I always pay for the extra audit protection. Because so far, so good, right? I'm just like... I don't think someone like me should be allowed to do their own taxes mm -hmm. personally. <laughs> like whenever like accountants have had to have done it for years, you know, yeah. or like people are like at home with their pencil, like it's taking them weeks. I'm just like, I can get on there and do it in an hour. It's like, this can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just answer every question honestly and yep. put in the numbers and cross bada my bing, fingers. I know. I'm just like if taxes. There you go. Ignorance. I don't know if ignorance plays well in court with taxes, but maybe. I, I highly doubt it. Um, I do know I've, I've listened to several like uh, this uh, NPR stories about like the tax code in America and how like in other countries, like in Australia, they don't even know when their tax day is. They just get like a, a piece of mail like in January that says uh, you paid this much in taxes in the last year or you may owe this much. Sign it and send it off. Like, that's it. They don't actually file. Like, they don't have to go to an accountant. They don't have to go to H&R Block or what was it, Tax Act? TaxAct.com. Like TaxAct.com. The government mails them a form, basically says, if you disagree with any of this, that you made this much and paid this much or owe this much, then you can file something. But if you, but so most people, they just sign it, ship it off. So they don't even have like a tax day. They just get the thing in the mail and ship it back. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're much better off. Much better off. It, it makes us think if we have to do it. Right? Sure. Right? Great. Is it actually that important whenever you can find a, a year like 2020 where they move tax day like 10 times? Oh, I'm so concerned. And it was great for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just concerned about how like, because we pay quarterly um, because of freelance stuff and, and everything. And so it's just like I know somehow things are gotten all messed up because of this year. Because why not? Because 2020. 
You know? I just take the millennial road and just, oh, someone will tell me if I need to do something else. <laughs> See, I don't trust anybody else. So like, I'll just, I'm like, sure they'll let me know if something's wrong. That's like why I'm a true Gen Xer. I don't trust anybody. And I just. I also, anything yeah. I get in the mail, I just throw straight in the trash. So I could have been getting some notices. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, um, you know, I hold this, it up to the light. If it doesn't look like a check, it's going in the trash. This New Year's looking up, everybody. Yeah. I like it. I, I like what we're seeing so far. But um, you guys ready to do a top three? Sure. Yes. <clears throat> Would you please talk in the mic? Sure. Why is Thank your you. mic like that? Because <laughs> it's too tall. It's directional. It's too tall. You're the one that made it like that. I know. No, I know. I was too tall the other way. That's too short. Oh, great. Got it. Top three. Yeah, I was hoping in 2021 we could create some actual like a theme cue. We can once three. we get the roadcaster. Yeah. That's coming 21. Well, let's right? just start this a episode. Go find me. This episode is brought to you by Road. <laughs> You can find the GoFundMe link on our I'm Facebook throwing page. in tons of ads. In our so. website. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Dollar General Solo, Solo Cups. Cups. <laughs> They're green and fantastic. So top Full three. Of what might be filtered water. I've got a different top three bad. for you guys this week. Okay. And uh, it's actually, it's not like your favorite thing or anything like that. And it's going to make you think. And I purposely wanted to spring it on you. Um, Good thing we're thinkers. Because you got to put your Porpoise futurist sleep. cap on. Oh, your what? Your futurist cap. Futurist. Yeah. I'm more, well, I don't know what I am. So here's my top three. I'm a passist. Here's <laughs> passist. Here's my top three. Uh, it is the top three creative trends you see coming in 2021. Coming in 2021. Oh, man. Whoa. I think. Oh, wait, Kyle, go. Go ahead. No. You already said I think. And so maybe I don't. And maybe think. we can just kind of generalize, have discussions on it while we're thinking. Creative trends, huh? Yeah. And it could be like like artistic, it could be like tech, it could be like just the way all those things tetch. flow together. Um, Sorry, tech, I apologize. I don't know. Bright hideous colors. Yeah. You know. That's a good one. No more pastels. Pastels are for <clears throat> Pinterest and that's all. <laughs> like the true creatives. They've moving on. They're moving on. Okay. It's no pastels, like, but bright, hideous colors. <clears throat> Jinkos are back. Yeah. I thought you said creative trends. Fashion counts. I mean, I Jink- think that's wait, creative, what, Jinkos? right? What are those? Jinkos. Jinkos. Big, are... wide-legged pants. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're good. They are good. Okay, so Jinkos, bright, hideous colors, and no pastels. No pastels. Pastels are out. Kyler? I would say a lot of 3D elements. How so? Graphically. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of the graphic designers I follow, they're doing like a lot of 3D um, shapes in their post. Um, a lot of gradients, metallics, very, very futuristic. Future nostalgia. That's what I'm gonna call it. That's wow, also that's a Dua Lipa album. It's great. <laughs> Listen to it. Um, um I know that song. Future nostalgia. I don't know. Think, I don't know if that's the name of it. Oh yeah, that's the main trend I see. Because mostly because the most influential generation right now likes nostalgic things, but they also like to interpret it their own way. So mm-hmm. we're getting a very like twenty or what is this, twenty first century? Yes, that is the century we're in. <clears throat> yeah, good. Um the twenty first well, yeah. 
I said what I said. Future nostalgia. That was all three combined it's, into It's one. very oh, Hunger three. Games-ish, everything. No, yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say. <laughs> like the capital. Yet. The capital. Oh, um, there's a, there's a move. Yeah, we're, we're like, trending. In I went direction. to a rec center direction. the other day and uh, to play basketball. And to check my temperature, I stood in front of this thing that was like, had a screen and I could see my face and it had like a little thing on top and it had a red dot on my forehead. You had to like center it up Mm -hmm. and then, um, it doesn't tell you what your temperature is and it just flashes screen says pass. And I was just like, wow, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like what happens if I, if it would have said failed, like do people come out of the... The shadows and they take me away. Wearing hazmat suits, they dump a bucket of ice on me. Yeah, I see that though, because yeah, urban cities are getting very like tech, but boon towns, the boons. Yeah, it's still still a divide. Chris, what about you? I think more unreadable warp text are going to be making their way even more in so design. Than now. In design, uh, in video, I can see a lot more CTR stuff. Because that's starting to get real popular towards the end of this year. I don't know if I have a third one. Well, it wouldn't be a top three if you didn't mm, have a third yeah. one. Why not? I didn't really list three. I know. What about? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I have. <laughs> what three. about the auto industry? <laughs> mm. Auto cars. Yes. A Tesla bike sickle. Bike sickle like an electric bike. Yes. No, this is a a sickle. <laughs> that has wheels and a pedal. It can go. <laughs> one pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I am seeing Teslas everywhere. Yeah, they're. Uh, I read an article with the Ford CEO, mm-hmm. um, one of the, you know one of the Ford family, and uh, so they've asked them about like how how does Tesla? So Tesla's been evaluated like eight hundred billion dollars. Yeah, and Ford is only evaluated like three hundred million dollars. And so million like, or billion? Billion. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, which is an insane amount of money, but it's like for a company that's been around for over a hundred years, making cars, still has the number one selling truck. You know, yeah. every year pick up, pick up. Sorry, um, but but basically, you know, how are you? You know, what do you think about that? And he ba- he basically is like, well, they'll be fine, but we'll be fine. We'll have our own electric vehicles coming soon, and because they're they're working on a Mustang, that's gonna be like their first launch. That's hideous. Yeah, it looks hideous. Did yeah. you see yeah, the the yeah. Clark Griswold commercial with it? No, I didn't. Yeah, so it's the the same. They've used this commercial before too with him, like where he's trying to plug in the lights. Yeah. And like a older Chevy Chase, like a few years back, they used it and nothing happened. And like they recreated that whole scene. Well, they did it again this year, except to with introduce the, the electric EV Mustang. Mustang. Yeah. Huh. Well, so anyway, it's, I think you're you're going to see the auto industry move. Uh, Japan actually, uh, they it looks horrible. They they've put uh, they've put in legislation to make it by like 2028 or 2030. Uh, every vehicle in Japan will be electric. Like yeah, no, but like Japan's like the size of this room. Well, like yeah, how I mean, many I'm not saying it's uh, apples to apples, but I'm like, they're actually making like government. I'm fine stuff. with it. Yeah. This car looks like a Subaru and a Tesla had a baby. Well, there you go. <laughs> Does it not? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's, it's not, not pretty. the best looking vehicle. No, I like the Mustang um, logo. I told Libby a, if uh, they Tesla... have an electric version of the F-150 too. That's hitting the market. So Ooh, we love a good F one fifty. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. But uh, see, that's one of the trends I think, uh, and I think I've said this before. But uh, everyone's freaking out about the movie industry because of uh, the pandemic and and all this. Like, a, I think the movie industry is going to be fine, but I do think the theater industry is like gone. I think the AMC's, the Regals, I think they're they're the in their normal like multiplex. 15 screens, 20 screens. Uh, I think you're going to start seeing more boutique theaters 
coming and hopefully more locally owned, privately owned theaters. Um, No, thanks. You don't want a theater at all? No, I don't want boutique ones because that means crappy quality. No, no. I just see the red velvet velvet folding. Have you been to the theater in Carnegie? Listen, listen, listen. No, I'm talking about it's a high end experience, but it's not like you don't go to an AMC that's got 20 screens. You go to a super fancy, I don't care, say bougie theater. That only has like two or three offerings, two or three screens. I'm not about but it's to like go a pay. Experience. Yeah, I'm not about to go pay though for like some fancy hipster chair. I'm not, listen, I'm where not they talking deliver, about you. I'm where, just saying where, that's where I think where it's they heading. deliver food to me, and then I look, and the screen is only like the size of this wall, and it's like that's not a theater. I well, want I'm, the screen. Listen, I'm not yeah, talking but instead about of you, all, I'm white. talking about they're accepting that you will stay home and watch. I will not. I will TV. be going to the Warren Grand Auditorium, <laughs> <laughs> like. I just think that we're going to see more of it. That's that's one of the things I think. The Warrens we'll closed down, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad news. We should buy it. Oh, well, actually, that's where I'm starting my new church. Is you it? didn't hear? Stop. Yeah. Really? What's it called? <laughs> Anything you want it to be. Oh, Do I keep hitting your foot? Your <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the, the plug-in. It's my foot. Well, sorry. It's a perfect Don't name touch for a church. Me. Anything you want. Anything you want. Um, actually, it's called Consumer Church. And uh, it works. It's uh, you know It's got the alliteration. CC, um, <laughs> I like CC, it. which also stands for carbon copy. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence at all. So anyway, that's one of the things I trends. see. Um, the trends. Did you know there's a, a like a semi electric semi company mm-hmm. like electric called Nikola? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that weird? They just like uh, totally they, ripped off Tesla. Yep. Yep. Suppose there's rumors that maybe the Musk actually owns it. Mm. But it's like a subsidiary or the something musk. like that. So, the, the musk. musk. The musk. <laughs> That's, what you said. That's my new scent. The musk. <laughs> the musk. The Elon. He should come out with a cologne. He should. Yeah. Musk. Elon's. Everybody musk. gets a free bottle with a purchase of a Tesla. So you're just sitting in your Tesla one day, and all of a sudden that it just starts <laughs> shooting through the vent. The new firmware update. I told Libby if they come out with a third row Tesla. I don't care what we have to sell. We're buying it. <laughs> no. For me, it's the break even if it's either they've either got to go like 500 miles on a single charge, which I think they'll get there, or it's I've got to have you a live so job. far from your work. Yeah. <laughs> or I've got to have a different job. But one of those two things change, then it I'll takes go me electric. eight minutes to get to work. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I just need a 20 mile range. I'm, I'm ready to go to an electric vehicle. I just need the, the stars to align in the right way. So. I'm all for it. Yeah. Totally. I think we're going to, we'll pass that too. Like, I mean, we've been getting past the, everyone's been so resistant to it. And mm-hmm. then now finally big companies have stopped like trying to crush it. You yeah. know, that's what they yeah. do. Like the oil lobby- lobbyists will yeah. go and like, they'll tell Ford, like you need to crush these. Like they'll just, they've had the capabilities yeah. for it for a long time yep. and they've shut them and down. What, what some of those oil companies are finally figuring out is they're the ones shifting to making like the batteries. And things like that. So they're, they're, they're just shifting their production. So if you're listening, Oklahoma, time to diversify. That's right. Like, stop. We've been pretending to diversify for I know, since like, the last bust in the 80s. We're, <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of the <laughs> argument. Like, well, our, our whole state's built off the oil industry. And it's like, yes, it was. But let's start building it off something else. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, that was your Oklahoma Minute. <clears throat> um, just saying. On the Create Radio Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I think so. Those are creative things I think we'll see coming. But I, I tend to see the more the tech industry begin to to really shape the way 
the way people consume things and yeah, just even more so than it's than it's happened. Oh, the IoT. I say wait. Everything. It's gonna shape yeah. everything. Internet of Things. Yep. Everything's oh, gonna be connected. You, speaking of internet, I think another thing because that the pandemic's shown, and then you mentioned rural towns earlier. I think there will be a concerted effort in 2021 to expand like broadband into the rural areas. Um, because, again, I just think people are going to see there's a need for it. Which they should because yeah. all those people do sit on Facebook. Yep, that's true. So the tech companies should be the ones paying for it. I moved my internet the other day. I'm basically a Cox guy now. Yeah, like you had to dig the like it was line? When they came, they installed our router and everything upstairs in my daughter's room. And it just like sits on the floor mm-hmm. and like I was like this I'm not we're not keeping this here and so I went out to the little box and I moved the lines I had my tools now it's in the living room wow so wow. if you're listening you. Cox but also we haven't got a bill yet from them and so I've been having free internet for two months hey. um, I keep checking on my account it says you owe zero dollars and I don't know maybe it was a deal well it's only supposed to be ten dollars a month so I don't know <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was reading a very interesting article on mentalfloss.com. Um, and it was like 20. Have y'all never heard of mental floss? I have, yeah. Have you not? No. It's not this. Yeah, teeth. It's mental. flossing mental. your brain. Yeah. yeah, there's no teeth in your brain. We don't know that for sure. Um, <laughs> I think we do know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you seen your brain? You know exactly what your brain looks like? No. There could be teeth in there. Okay. I read a story one time about a guy who lost his permanent teeth and then another set grew in. Where were those teeth his whole life? His brain. <laughs> so anyway. Anywho, <laughs> it was like 26 quotes from 1996 about the uh, future of the internet that have basically come true. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was really cool. Um, one of them, though, it was like everything that could be connected to uh, the web. Like, you know, they called it the web in 1996. Yeah. Everything that could be connected to the web will be. Like, eventually... Uh, you're going to have a hot water heater connected to the, and I was just like, that is so accurate. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So a lot of the quotes were very sad that they came true too. There yeah. was like, mm-hmm. this will be the demise of society. Well, and it is. Stuff like that. But Wow. Rip. Technology. It's an interesting place to be. Um, Technology. So, and then the way that it, the way the church is uh, utilizing it, um, the ups and the downs and the, the side to sides of technology in the church. So, I'm glad we're in the middle of it, you know. Is that good coffee? This made it myself. Well, my <laughs> wife made it. What I do you guys? Uh, so w- let's let's talk about tech and creative things in the church. Are there any trends? Uh, let's try to stay as positive as we can. Uh, I'm uh, only we, positive. 2021. We, I'm only just positive. Confirmed, we, I was a heretic. <laughs> we have a tendency to uh, to lean not in going the, negative the other direction, at all. But okay. um, what are? Let, let me phrase the question this way: What are some positive ways we can use these tech and creative trends in the church? We don't. We don't <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> positive. I mean. Stop. Here's the thing. I'm the guy off of uh, Flashpoint on News 4. <laughs> Y'all don't watch broadcast anyway. I love Flashpoint. Did you watch Flashpoint? The, the crime show? No. The guy, Never mind. It's a News 4. <laughs> Anyways, there's always two guys, and one of them, they have like ten, They have five seconds to okay. like give their commercial. Yeah. And like Kevin Ogle <laughs> lets them... Just, debate yeah, it's Republicans so, versus Democrats, uh, and no so idea. Kevin Ogle moderates. Don't and watch so Flashpoint. One of them's always like... This is coming to the. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, so what do you see? I see 
since technology is abundantly available, is a positive thing that's going to come from it is that churches are going to look more inward mm-hmm. and figure out what works creatively for their own congregation rather than trying to um, everyone compete to have the same exact looking everything. Okay, so now you were shaking your head no. I just say ditch it all. Well, I just say but like, I know that's not practical for I think the society. There's ways to be creative in. that no one's even trying. It's yeah. like, I don't know, it's like whenever the first people invented, when the first television was invented as a square, you know, there were other people out there trying to invent like round televisions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They just all stopped because, yeah. well, I guess TV has to be a square now, you know? Yeah. It's like the same thing has happened in church where, oh, this church has been successful with this, so let's all start trying to do this. I think with the, the access of abundant technology, how it's getting cheaper and everything, churches will stop having to compete mm-hmm. and start just being able to do what works best for their community, their congregation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I sure hope that that, that happens. Like, like Not every church needs to have a black yeah. wall. Yeah. And, and you would have thought like, oh, well, if they're going to be modern and yeah, contemporary, they've got to have a, a certain way. They've got to have a black wall. And then like we watched Bridgetown, you know, in, the, in their basement, they just painted it all white yeah. and it looked amazing. It's and good. it's like, if they wouldn't have been creative and willing to do something different, being mm. a big influential church, then who knows? Yeah. It would have just... Yeah, I, I would love to see that more in the church of, of the just just be creative in your context. Yeah. So make it make it fit, you know, your church and, and your community because um, hopefully you're looking at your community also. But yeah, we do, we do fall into that comparison trap so yeah. much. I was trying to make that as positive as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I think... Kyler, let's see what you With have to say. With the tech world, I think churches need to begin to focus on engaging their followers rather than, which followers, aka congregation members, rather than try to expand their reach. Because mm-hmm. I think most of the intention is to engage their followers, but they see other churches with, I mean, like Elevation, for example, with millions of followers and they think, well, they're just yeah. trying to get their name out there when in reality they have that many people watching online and in their campuses that they're just engaging. So I think it would be great for churches to begin to treat their followers like a congregation because it is, if that makes sense. It is. Yeah. It should be like a, you know, I think a biblical term is flock. Don't Um, treat, don't, yeah. So stop treating the people that show up to your church as if they're just Instagram followers. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I I would kind of like to see a leaning, um, you know, I think we can utilize technology as much as possible, but a leaning, uh, (laughs) Oh, you're leaning. Thank oh, you. Oh, I was like, what is he yeah, reaching that's a visual. for? That's a visual for the video. <laughs> Kyle was leaning in his chair for. I'm always leaning, so <laughs> I hurt my um, side. On this but chair. but I would even like there to be more of an emphasis on actual, like point to point contact. And I think sometimes churches rely on that general, you know, here's our Sunday recap video, to to engage with our the actual the people who were there on Sunday. And but maybe it's a I don't know I think there's there's probably more separation on how you focus on engaging with the people who are your congregation versus the people you want to come be a part of your congregation. Yeah, that's, oh. yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. I think we'll hopefully we'll see those lines start to shift because I think right now you know because the church is always so far behind mm-hmm. on on adapting to the way culture responds to technology and and creativity that the church is still seeing social media as as just a 
like it's a come one, come all, like yeah. so free gonna, advertising. Yeah, and we're going to create one post that's intended for everybody, but there, it's really not. Yeah. Um, so well, I, hopefully we'll see some of that separation. Go ahead. Well, I just and I, when we adopted the mainstream culture of like efficiency is what matters, you know, let's make our services more efficient. All right, let's. So then we started adding in videos, like oh, let's have a recap video. I feel like maybe hopefully we'll move from worrying so much about being efficient and like being more authentic, you know, mm-hmm. like instead of having a video of an outreach you did and like cool music and like all this stuff, like why not have like, I don't know. I, I would love to get back to more just having people talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, very often, like do you have someone get up there and just share, uh, share, you know, like yeah. it's just not, well, that's not cool. That's not efficient. We can't market that. And so I think getting back to authenticity, which in that book that I was reading, Faith for Exiles, I remember the name now, yeah. <laughs> um, it talks about Gen Z, like they care more about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. yes, they like the video, like they're not impressed by videos because yeah. it's native to them. Yep. Like they would, they, authenticity like reaches across like all genres, like are all styles and everything. Yeah. And um, you can't trade efficiency for authenticity or it's just going to be a shallow, mm-hmm. hollow yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I agree. I think the word success was trendy like for probably a good 10 years and that was just to like hustle. Yeah, that yeah, yeah and that was used to keep the church up with all the trends going on because we were so far behind, but like I was saying Gen Z like and I include myself in that, like we like authentic, like when I'm watching a worship video on YouTube, I like when the camera guy, like his camera shakes Mm -hmm. and he's like, it's a messy, like trying to get the shot because I'm like, wow, there's a person running that camera. He's like, it's got to look authentic. (laughs) No, but he is. I mean, it's an authentic shot. And if he trips over the cord and the camera shakes, I'm like, wow, that's a person running that camera, not just. Yeah. Are you sure it's not an algorithm? Oh, are you sure that worship experience even well, happened? I what I think no, and I, and I think like Gen Was this Z, one of Sean Foyt's things <laughs> I think that you Gen were at? Z is showing us um, it, it, the authenticity. I, something that's been just kind of going through my brain is like I, I think truth cuts straight to the heart, and so like if if the church is is truly truly being trying to create followers of Christ, then the truth they speak should cut straight to the heart. And I'm not talking about the way you attack people or the way you attack, you know, something that's wrong in the world or, but just, it's like when we speak truth or when we portray truth, whether it be a video or a social media post, like it should, it should cut to our heart, I think. And and I would just like to see the church focus on truth a little bit more Mm -hmm. and less on the, you know, what is stylistically the, you know, the best or what is elevation doing or, or, you know, whatever, but just like, how can we speak truth to the community that we, we exist yeah. in? And for some, it is video for some, it is, you know, someone on stage. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I lean now to like as little video as possible. Like, it's like, well, I just think people tune it out. I think it's, you know, it's not as engaging, um, because it's just, we've consumed it, you know, so much, but uh, anyway, Chris, yeah. uh, do you have any thoughts or anything on that? I agree with the uh, authenticity and uh, I think churches should just kind of work with what you got and don't worry about trying to get all the fancy stuff if you can't get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Exactly. I think churches are going to trend towards smaller too. They're going to realize that that. being big is not. Yeah, because you can't pat. What is it? That one quote 
a pastor. If you pastor over, you're a... Well, yeah, uh, Eugene Peterson. You know, <laughs> Legend. Are, you ever heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> wrote the message. Um, he wrote the Bible. None yeah, of his books he, are... Well. <laughs> he, he basically, I mean, and, and I may mis, misread some of these numbers a little bit, but basically he said that uh, once a church hits 150 people, the pastor can no longer be a pastor because you can't know everybody. Yeah. And so by the term pastor, by the definition of it, if you don't know everybody in your flock, in your congregation, then you're not a pastor. Yeah. And then you're a manager. Yeah. And then he said, once it gets over 300, you're like a CEO. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, and I mean, obviously I'm not here to bash mega churches or anything like that, but it's just the, um, you can't, I can't call Brian Houston a pastor. Yeah. Like he's not. Now he probably was to somebody, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but I, he's not a pastor. He's well, a maybe, leader. And that's the thing. Know? Maybe he is still a pastor a to leader. certain people. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, there's no way that like Hillsong church. Yeah. He might have a group of yeah. 40, 50 people that he has sit down meetings like this and he pastors them or he, you know, he's got those group of people mm-hmm. that if something happens in their life, he goes over to their house, but he's not doing that for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, um, I was listening to an interview with Max Licato and the the guy asked him, was like, where do you think, like, what's the biggest thing you think the church kind of missed the mark on in these last 30 years or whatever? And he, Max Licato, you know, yeah. said, uh, you know, I think we just got too big. Mm. And I yeah. was just like, our, our buildings got too big. Our congregations yeah. got too big. And that was never really the point. Well, I think, you know, the pandemic, hopefully, and I know we've talked about this, uh, I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or not, but. I think the pandemic is going to force churches to be smaller. A, because people, I, I think people are just going to have a natural apprehension to go in somewhere where mm, it's going to have 2,000 people. Yeah, maybe not in Oklahoma, but like, you know, in other parts of the country. Um, but if you're going to have 2,000 people packed in a small room, they're just going to be apprehensive about it. Um, and I think we've just made it so easy for them not to to come that, you know, I just don't think you're going to see churches with 2,000 seat auditoriums yeah. uh, being built much in the future. Uh, I've, I've joked when Andy Stanley announced that they were, you know, not having any in-person services for the rest of 2020, that they'll come back in 2021 and their giant, two giant auditoriums will be chopped up into eight. Yeah. And, you know, Andy Stanley will be holograms in seven of the eight. Yeah. Well, we've, <laughs> you, know, and, you know, we've figured out a way to make it to where people can come to church without having any personal connection. Yeah. yeah. And so now they're like, Oh, I can literally get this exact thing, same thing at home, yeah. which is the problem because you shouldn't have been able to get it at home. Yeah, exactly. And so like, yeah. and I mean, I visited your church on yeah. Sunday and, um, you got to think about like, it's not a mega church, oh, you no, know? No. <laughs> and so the 30 people that yeah. were there, they are getting something that they can't get at home. Yeah. And it's just not the same. It doesn't translate well when you have a thousand people, yeah. like, yeah. because they're not yeah. getting that. Like, yeah. unless, unless what they are wanting to get is I want to be in a huge room full of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I mean, I just think you're going to creatively speaking, I think we'll see churches in 2021 in the future, figure out a way to make things smaller. Yeah. Even those big churches um, there, I think they're going to find ways to create those smaller, smaller impactful moments. Yeah. Hopefully um, that'll be for the best. Yeah. And I it won't so. just become another business model. Yeah. Hopefully. Kyler. So I got Kyler's taking a nap over here. <laughs> well, no, I think she's trying to keep it positive. I am very speaking of churches. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, one more thought and then we'll wrap it up. 
We're wrapping up the whole show. Well, I feel like we've been going for a while, haven't we, Chris? <clears throat> oh, well, I was—I didn't even get to my piece of news that I brought. Yeah, well, we don't want it. The Atlantic <laughs> wrote an awesome. They, I mean, they had a, a really interesting. I shouldn't say awesome um, article about the Mormon Church. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, we we could get into the Mormon theology, but that's not what the the whole point was. Um, I just kind of said the article is titled "The Most American Church," and. Uh, but basically talks about how for the past 200 years, like, like Mormons have striven, strove, strived, 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 stroven, stroven. Is it, is it, uh, how they have tried their best to just assimilate, assimilate to American culture so that they could be accepted because, you know, it talks about the history, like when they first became, you know, gathered a mass following, Mm -hmm. you know, they were, they were almost referred to as a different race. And, um, because they allowed everyone into their, it was they weren't segregated. They mm-hmm. allowed everyone into their, um, congregation and with all the polygamy and everything going on, like it was literally becoming its own race. And, um, like they were not accepted by anyone in the church. They were driven out, you know, mm-hmm. and talks about that. And then it talks about how, because of that, that's, they just wanted to be American. They wanted to be as American as could be. They wanted to be, they held the constitution up as like, right next to like inspired by God. Mm. And, um, they started adopting, like they wouldn't, they stopped allowing black people to be a part of their, uh, and Mm. this, I mean, it's not like, this is a, it's a very long, very long piece. Um, but one thought, thought, one thought, (laughs) that's like a thought and a fart. (laughs) Heart thought. Um, (laughs) but, uh, one thought that I just thought was, I had never heard, you know, I grew up, I had a a good friend in high school that was Mormon and it was, I was always like really impressed by their devotion, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like I stayed the night at his house once and his parents woke us up at like 6am and we had Bible study at the Mm -hmm. breakfast table. And I knew that he was going to class before school and like, and so I always like, man, if, if, Christians would just have that type of devotion to the Bible even and to mission and stuff like that. But they, their congregations, if you are a member of the Mormon church, first of all, that's hard to become a member. Like it's pretty strenuous, like classes and stuff. Nowadays, you know, membership is not cool. Like you, Hey, go fist bump the pastor and you're a member now. Like that's what we do now. But, um, you don't get to pick what church you go to as a Mormon, like yeah. you're assigned a church yep. and which I didn't really know that. And, uh, but what I thought was crazy, they gerrymander these churches, these congregations, they gerrymander them so that they are on purpose, socioeconomically diverse hmm. and which makes them racially diverse as well. Yeah. And I was just like, what an interesting idea. So that like is. you were, you were a part of a congregation that full of people that are nothing like you. Yeah. And, uh, on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. Yes. Yeah. And so I just thought, I took after reading that, like I read the article for like an hour and I was like, that was the main thing I came away with it. And that's interesting. And oh, another thing that was said is like at the beginning of the pandemic, they um, handled it really well and shut it down, shut everything down. They, um, they're 94 year old, whatever his name, Georgia Wood type guy. (laughs) I don't know his name, but uh, the equivalent, you know, uh, encouraged congregations and to open up their stockpiles and give to the the needy and to give their money. Like, and I was just like, wow, they, so you're Mormon now. I'm not Mormon. I just, just, it just always amazes me when I see groups of people or institutions that have been criticized by the Protestant church for 
being herit- heretical or a cult or anything yeah. like that, or just totally not Christian. It always blows my mind when they do the more Christian thing mm-hmm. than the church. And so yeah. that's me with the whole world right now. Cause I, I hear a lot of, from like, I guess friends who like don't know Christ and a lot of organizations. I don't know Christ. And like the biggest message message, sorry, they're preaching is love. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we can't even get that right. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Gotta close my mouth. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. I was just thought <laughs> the good. gerrymandering. No, thing, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I've only ever heard the term gerrymander used in a negative connotation, and so which oftentimes it is like yeah. for voting and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, they, yeah, I never heard it used in that. That they. That, that's what because the guy that was writing the article was Mormon, like grew up Mormon and had that experience, and but that's that they gerrymandered them so socioeconomically so that you go to. I don't think, I mean, obviously, like in the town I grew up in, there was one Mormon church, so it wasn't quite the same, but yeah. like New York City, yeah. you know. Or that, Utah, anywhere in Utah. Yeah. I think that's also... But Utah is pretty homogenous, so... Mm. I think that's interesting, too, because a lot of people my age are like, well, I just can't find a church that fits my vibe, and like, they just don't, you yeah. know, worship how I want them to, so the fact that they're just assigned and they go, I think that yeah. says something. Oh no! I think there's a lot of truth in that. We've we've created a, a church culture that is a, a, a we've we've turned the come as you are into uh, come to where you. Think it's you a consumer the thing. kind of church yeah. you want to be at. You know, I mean, so. it's your favorite anyway. restaurant. A lot of Just creative pick things a happening. Church and serve. <laughs> a lot of creative things happening in 2021. But before we get out of here, my I ideal do, church I, is a trampoline park. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can call the elevation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get out of here, Chris does have a piece of news that <gasps> I want him oh, to share. Oh, my news wasn't oh. good enough. Uh, well, I go think ahead, Chris. His, his just brings us back into a good closing point. I think oh, mine was horrible. Th- this was this was old news. And mine since was we fodder. Just passed Christmas. I thought it was relevant. But this was posted in uh, December 10th, 2003. <laughs> so I'll just read. read Cutting this. edge. Cutting edge news. The merriment of the Salem Springs Winter Wonderland Christmas Parade was interrupted Saturday when an eight-year-old Salem Springs boy was run over by a float. At the intersection of University and Broadway Streets, according to the police report, Chris Ainsworth was trying to climb onto the trailer of the Word of Life float. <laughs> People were yelling to him not to climb on, and the driver of the vehicle did not know what was happening. Ainsworth was partway up the driver's side of the trailer when his left foot got caught on the trailer's tire, pulling the boy off the trailer, said Sergeant Kim Moss. The tire rolled over his left leg up to his hip before he escaped the trailer's path. He was transported to Silent Springs Memorial Hospital where he was treated and released. You got ran over? Oh, at Christmas, yep. no less. Not by a reindeer, but by a this Christmas was you. Float. Float. <laughs> was this for real you? Yeah. This was really, actually you. This is yep. eight-year-old Chris Ainsworth. Yep, this really happened. Oh my! I was not expecting that. It's <laughs> amazing. Congratulations! Uh, the worst, <laughs> best piece of news I think I've ever oh, heard. No. So Christmas is a traumatic time for you. Hey, Chris, you want to? Hey, twenty twenty-one. You know, everyone's got the vaccine. We're going to the Christmas parade this no, year. He's just you like, be on the Christmas yeah. float. Our, our church is going to do a float. He, he just zooms he out. He's <laughs> yeah, got the, the the yeah the zoom shot. It's where a, <laughs> It's oh, well, well, Chris. I'm sorry for your trauma. Oh, it's all good. Um, but thank you for sharing that. I You're can't believe like you the, kept it silent the, all these years. The Christmas yeah. float. That is insane. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. No wonder you moved from there. Yep, yep. I had so, to get so out of there. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all good. 
Wow. Sorry, okay? that's hilarious. Is, it is your leg yeah, okay? Good. Yeah, I just had a uh, really bad bruising in the shape of tire treads for about <laughs> three weeks. That's what's up. <laughs> it's like well, that one time. Uh, on that piece of news, it's probably time. Do to they start calling you Roadkill <laughs> now? Like, it's Roadkill road your new producer, nickname? <laughs> producer Chris, a.k.a. Roadkill. Chris got ran over by a manger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we better wrap it up. We do want to remind everyone uh, that this is... Uh, you know, new year, and it's kind of a new us. We've uh, rebranded. We are recreate. We all look way better. And we all look like so, so much better. <laughs> Vaccine or bust in 21. <laughs> um, but uh, we will have some events coming your way here in the first part of the year. And so we're still just trying to work out what those look like. Um, the pandemic pending and, and things like that. So uh, just stay tuned. Make sure you check out our brand new website. Uh, we pushed the button on that last week. And so it's uh, it's time to check it out. I also have a new website, um, recreate.geocities.com. Nice. <clears throat> nice. So that's where all you can find all your intramural sports. Yes. Uh, get your intramural sports fix at Recreate. Get it. Get it. Well, hey, uh, for producer Chris and Kyle Lee, Kyler Clapp. It's me. I'm Jason Evans, and uh, we hope you uh, have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you next week with a brand new episode.